The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed with host and author of the award-winning book of the same name, Lisa Lutan. Lisa has amazing tips to help you slow down, get healthy, manage your time, improve your relationships, and deal with stress. Now, here is Lisa Lutan. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I am super excited for today's guest, and I hope you're going to be as wowed with him as I am. I recently realized something about myself. I am a word nerd. I've always been really particular about every chosen word that I write or say to the point that I actually get teased about it. For example, I'll say, that baby's not cranky, that baby's fussy. So no surprise that I'm also intrigued by phrases, quotes, and conversations. In fact, while most kids my age were out partying in college, I was out seeking crazy deep conversations about life and the universe. Yep, that was my idea of fun, and it still is. Well, the moment I heard Sean Croxton interviewed by JJ Virgin, I said, I need to have a deep, meaningful conversation with this guy. We speak the same language. So I'm thrilled to introduce you to him. Sean Croxton knows that it's possible to get the life you want, and he'll teach you the keys to making the transformation you desperately crave. By making the changes from within, it's possible to achieve the work, life, body, health, and wealth you dream of. And the first step is simply understanding your own mindset. Sean is an author, entrepreneur, and personal improvement consultant on a mission to teach a million people how to discover and develop the hidden powers that are lying dormant within. To give you a little bit of history... In 2007, Sean created one of the first health-based video channels on the internet, then went on to launch the very famous underground wellness radio podcast. He wrote the book, The Dark Side of Fat Loss, and created the JERF brand, which stands for Just Eat Real Food. Lately, Sean is pursuing his passion for personal development and recently authored The One Percenter's Mind, Seven Steps to Beating Fear, Doubt, and Indecision, and How to Get Anything You Want. Sean, I am so excited to have you here today. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Lisa. I really appreciate it. Going to have a lot of fun. I'm blown away that you you listened to my JJ Virgin interview and wanted to talk to me, like, and have a meaningful conversation. I thought that was like the worst interview I've ever given in my life. Not JJ's fault at all. I was just kind of off my game that day. But but I'm glad you liked it. Well, you being off your game was still pretty awesome. So I'm really surprised <laughs> to hear that. I honestly, I remember I was going for a walk and I was like, I just really like this guy. I got to learn more about him. So good to know you were not really off your game, at least for the rest of us out there. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I almost sent her an email. I was like, could you not play that? But um, yeah, they, they, they put it out before I got a chance to ask, but it's all good. Yeah, I'm glad you heard it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And so, Sean, I always start everyone with my five ask every guest questions. So question number one, what did you have for breakfast today? 
I had eggs with avocado on them with a little bit of this ancient grains oatmeal that I've been eating. I've been getting at the, the Whole Foods. And uh, I had a smoothie with that, which had uh, a ton of kale in it and some raspberries. And what else was in there? Strawberries. Yeah. So it was mm. a fairly healthy breakfast. Had it when I got back from the gym this morning. Yeah. What's your favorite form of exercise? Speaking of the gym. Right now, it's yoga. Yoga is my thing. I go to yoga like maybe five, six days a week. I had no flexibility for a long time. So when I turned 39, I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop lifting weights every day and I'm going to start doing yoga and working on my weaknesses. And I'm getting a lot better about three months in. Wow. I'm going to want to come back to that one. What's a habit you're trying to break or add right now? Oh, a habit I'm trying to break right now. Or add. Oh, I or add, right? Going, going, uh, going to yoga, I think I've conquered it, I, but, but that's, that's the, the last one that I really focused on, like getting into the habit of going to yoga every day. And, and that's, uh, that's one that, um, again, I'm, I'm just doing really well with that. And that's one that I feel like I have a hard time not doing. That's what I wanted to say. You know, I think that Is it power yoga? Me, I have a hard time. No, so so I don't even know what to call it. It's just core power yoga. So I go to different classes, you know, C1, C1.5, Sculpt, which is the one where uh, you're doing yoga with weights, which is a, a butt kicker. It's no joke. Yoga too, whatever. So I have no idea, like, what kind of yoga it is. I just do whatever they tell me to do. That's called really hard yoga. I have done core oh, yeah. power yoga. <laughs> it's super it's, hard. It's hot. It's hot. Yeah. I mean, the room is anywhere from 96 to 104, depending on, on what class you go to. And, uh, yeah, it's great for detox. You get a good sweat. Uh, makes your car stink a little bit, and it's all good. <laughs> cool. How do you spend the first hour of your day? Um, it depends on the day. It depends on how much sleep I got. But the way that I like to do it is I like to get up. And then I go inside of my closet. I have a walk-in closet, and it's like, there's a lot of light in my house and all stuff, and there's, like, the freeways, like, not too far away so I can hear the cars and stuff. So I like to go into my closet, close the door, uh, put a blanket over myself, sit there cross-legged, and I meditate. So I started doing transcendental meditation um, in November, I want to say it was. So I made a lot of changes in November. So I do my transcendental meditation get up, do a little rinse off. Um, then I'll go to yoga or I'll go to the gym, one or the other. And then I'll, I'll come home. Typically I'll get into the hot tub for about an hour and do some reading. And then I make breakfast and I, and I start my day. Cool. And who is someone in your life that inspires you? Ooh, somebody in my life who inspires me. That's a really good question. I'm not sure if I have a great answer for that right now. Um... You know who I'm inspired by right now is yeah. Werner Erhard, who is the founder of EST, like back in the 70s, Erhard Seminar Training, it's landmark education. I'm very inspired by his story right now and all of the disciplines that he studied and experienced in order to create his program. And so right now I'm kind of uh, reading a lot of the stuff that he read in order to kind of put together my own philosophy. And so it's, uh, that's a guy who I think about every day. I'm like, what would Werner have read? What would he have done? And so, uh, yeah, he inspires me, you know, at the moment. That's so interesting. Did you do his program? 
I did Landmark Form. I did the advanced course uh, maybe six or seven years ago. Um, I do want to take the form again next month. I was going to do it this month, but there was like some really important football games on, you know. Uh, so I'm probably <laughs> going to do it. <laughs> I got to watch my football games. And so I'm going to watch. I'm going to do it uh, next month uh, if the scheduling works out right. Yeah. Cool. You know, we do have the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I am a Boston girl. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have a really good chance, really good chance to win that game. I'm excited for your team and Tom Brady and all that fun stuff. Stick it to the commissioner, you know? Yeah. So, Sean, you have had a super interesting journey from criminal justice student to trainer to health coach to mindset guru. Can you tell us a little bit about this journey of yours? Well, yeah, I mean, I can, I can go way back and try to make it as quick as possible, but um, when I got to college, I, I thought I wanted to be the next Johnny Cochran. You know, that was my thing. I watched the O.J. Simpson case pretty much every day. Like I, when I should have been in class, I was in my dorm room watching O.J., you know. Um, so I was really fascinated by law. I'm still very fascinated by law. Um, I always say that if I ever fall out of love with what I'm doing right now, which would probably never happen, I do want to go to law school at some point and just, just learn it and maybe practice it at some point. Um, I love law shows and all that. But anyway, moving forward. I went a long time undeclared at San Diego State University, and one day I just decided, hey, I'll lift weights every day. I should study kinesiology. I graduated from that program, became a personal trainer, learned that most of the stuff that I learned in college was completely wrong. I was doing the food guy pyramid and all that stuff with my clients, and they were just getting heavier and heavier. And so I decided to start reading books that were different from the materials that I was required to read in college. And I learned that a lot of the stuff that I was having my clients do and a lot of things I was doing personally was completely completely backwards. And so I started to implement some of the recommendations that have been given me t- from these books. And I started to feel better myself because I used to have really terrible like depression and anxiety. And my clients started to feel better and lose weight as well. The ones who were open, you know, to the recommendations that I gave them. Um, after them, uh, a couple of years. Wait, later, wait, time out, time out. What, what were those recommendations that were so radically different? Well, the, one of the things is that saturated fat is bad for you. Saturated fat is not as bad for you as it was once believed it was. Actually, it's the the unsaturated fats that are actually worse for you than the saturated fats. Um, you know, we tell them, I would tell people not to eat meat. I would tell people to eat soy. I would tell people to eat um, grains, like six to seven, six to 11, I think it was, servings of grains every day. And that was just putting a lot of weight on people. Um, things like that. I felt like when I went through college, and this is no disrespect to the university at all, because this is probably just what they knew at the time. I felt like I graduated as a spokesman for the food processing industry is really what it was. And, um, you know, I got back to the basic principles of eating. That's what a lot of these books that I read, like the paleo diet or Weston A. Price's book, Nutrition and Physical Degeneration, where he traveled around the country in the 1940s, in the late 1930s, I believe, and visited all of these different indigenous populations who had never been exposed to white sugar and white flour and pasteurized meat and table salt and processed foods and found that they had really perfect health. And the commonality amongst them all wasn't the macronutrients. It wasn't that they all ate high protein or it wasn't that they all had a high vegetable diet. It was the fact that they all ate real food. And so, you know, that's really become my philosophy over over the years is that, hey, we complicate food way too much and we vilify foods way too much. I had a, a YouTube video <clears throat> many years ago. It was called, Is God Stupid? 
And the premise of the video was not about religion at all. It was more like, hey, did, did God really put yolk in the eggs to kill you? You know, did God really put skin on the chicken to kill you? Did he really put fat on the beef to kill you? I don't think so. And so I think so often we tend to think that the processing of food and all of this nutritionism where we vilify certain ingredients, we vilify certain nutrients in food, um, it just confuses people. And I think it's one of the reasons why people have become totally overweight and unhealthy because they're confused, they don't know what to do, and they're, they're not so much listening to their bodies, they're listening to their overweight doctor, they're listening to their kind of sickly looking nutritionist. And, you know, I want to get back to the old school where we just ate real food and just called it a day. I couldn't agree with you more on that. Oh, man. I coach people, too, on eating healthy, and that's just, I have totally the same philosophy. Like, eat real food from the ground. You don't have to, if you're eating real food, you don't even have to read labels. You don't have to, have to worry about that stuff. Just eat real things and enjoy them. Yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly how I feel. Now, you know, and I think it was like 2011, I wrote this blog post, and it was called This is Silly. And I had been doing my podcast, Underground Wellness Radio, for maybe three years then, interviewing different health experts every week. And that show went on for seven years. And, you know, I felt like every week somebody was coming on the podcast talking about a different way to eat. And at that time, I'm not sure if it's like that still now, but, you know, people like blog posts, like bloggers, would be like talking smack about other bloggers, like, this person says to eat this, and you shouldn't do that, and this person's an idiot, and that person says to eat vegan, but this person says this, and da-da-da-da. And I would, you know, when I create any type of content online, I think about my mom, right? Would my mom understand this? If she read it, you know, with no background in health and nutrition, would she really get it? And then I thought about if my mom were to go online and try to find out how, how she should eat, how she, how she should eat, what would she find, and would it be helpful? And I came to the conclusion that it wouldn't be because basically what she would find is all of these bloggers talking crap about each other. And, you know, at some point it's just like, okay, throw your hands up and be like, okay, I'm just going to eat whatever I want because it's just too damn frustrating. And so I wrote this, this post, like just expressing myself about this and how silly the blogosphere had gotten. And the premise of the, the article was like, just eat real food. You know, just eat real food and let's not worry about, you know, the paleolithic people's spears and let's not worry about, you know, some little known vegan culture in Okinawa or something like that. Let's just eat real food. Let's be nice to each other and let's just call it a day. And it's like you said, listen to your own body. You know, that's what I think people are forgetting, that they actually have so much information right inside of them. And if they would only listen to that, they get a lot of their answers right there. Yes, absolutely. Do what makes you feel good. You know, not something that makes you feel good for an hour and then you crash, but eat in a way that makes you feel fantastic. What I had for breakfast this morning had me feeling good for like four or five hours. Like I was straight. I didn't have any cravings. I didn't have any brain fog or anything like that. I was good. And that's going to get me to my next meal where I'll do something that's going to be equally as good and eat something equally as real and I'll feel fine. So true. And it's so sad how confusing it is for everybody out there. I really do feel feel really bad, this mixed messages that are out there every single day. I mean, if nutritionists don't even know what's, you know, what's going on, how could the average person out there try to figure it out? Yeah, it's because, 
Because in the blogosphere, or even like book writers and all that stuff, they write based on their own experience without acknowledging biochemical individuality. When I say that, that's just a fancy way of saying that we're all different. That I can eat a high-protein, higher-fat diet with less carbohydrates and feel great, and somebody else can eat a higher-carbohydrate diet with less protein and less, less fat and still feel as great. You know, there's, a, there's a, an ethnic you know, part of that as well. It's, you know, what's in our DNA, what's in our genes, uh, what's coded in there. But whenever someone says that, you know, diet is a one size fits all thing and to do it my way because it works, it's like, no, it worked for you. But since it worked for you, that's not going to be everybody's experience. You know, that's just your own concept of the way that it should be for everybody, but it's not. And so I think we do have to learn how to listen to our bodies. And, you know, when I wrote The Dark Side of Fat Loss, that was uh, one of the things that I included in there was like a body, I think we called it so long ago I wrote that, but a body language log and taught people how to listen to their body language and how to use these little check marks and check boxes in order to find out if that type of meal, if those foods and if that proportion of foods actually worked well for them and if not, how they can tweak it. And so I think it's really important for people to get in touch with their bodies instead of being so much in touch with somebody who wrote a book about something. I couldn't agree with you more. We're going to go to break right now. When we get back, we're going to learn more about getting in touch with our body and also how does our mindset fit into this? Stay tuned. Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you a busy, stressed, and hungry go-getter who knows what to do to get healthier but has trouble doing it? The problem with popular diets is that they were designed for other people, not you. Sure, they might work for the short term, but for the longer term results, you need a plan designed specifically for your unique body and lifestyle. How about the stress in your life? Do you ever stop and take a deep breath? Do you know what all this stress is doing to your health? Healthy living strategist and author of Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed, Lisa Lutan will get you on your way with coaching, online courses and challenges, and even retreats. You will learn tips and strategies to help you calm down, get healthy, and make you feel and look better than ever. For a limited time, Lisa Lutan is offering a free 15-minute breakthrough session to help you get started feeling better right away. Just visit HealthyHappyAndHip.com to get your free 15-minute breakthrough strategy session. That's HealthyHappyAndHip. Yes, you heard it right. HealthyHappyAndHip.com and enter your info in the contact page. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Your life, your health, your network. 
You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. listening to busy stressed and food obsessed to reach the program today please call 1-866-472-5792 again that's 1-866-472-5792 feel like sending an email instead send it to lisa at healthy happy and hip.com now back to busy stressed and food obsessed here again is lisa lutan Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm here talking to Sean Craxton about food and mindset and health and just in such a refreshing way. So, Sean, we were talking about listening to your own body. And so let's talk about that a little bit more because I'm a big believer that sometimes you just have to experiment. Like, you know, okay, see how you feel eating less grains. Do you feel good? Cool. See how, you know, you don't feel. And that when it comes down to it, it's really not about the kale at all. It's really about so much more like what's really going on in our life. So let's start moving and talking about a little bit about our bodies and how our mindset fits into this. Okay. All right. Where do you want to go? Where do you want, which way do you want me to take it? Oh, gosh, let's start. Well, let's go back to the body part. I'm just so excited. I've been rushing. I'm like all over the place here. So let's go back to the body and then we'll move to the mind. Okay. Like, what's the question though? Like, do you want just general? Like, what do you want me to talk about? I'm sorry. Well, how do people, in your, in your opinion, how do people start listening to their bodies to really start noticing what works for them? Gotcha. Okay. Um, it's been a long time since I wrote this, so I'm going to try to, to go off my brain sales and what I, what I remember of this. But, you know, for example, if you eat a meal and you feel heavy, you feel like it's just sitting in your stomach, you feel, you know, like kind of like you want to go to sleep. If you have those type of symptoms going on, it could have meant that you ate too much protein and too much fat. And so it's really important to back off on the fat, back off on the protein, and maybe the next time you eat, not only just, just maybe reduce the amount of food that you ate, but also increase the protein, or I'm sorry, increase the carbohydrates a little bit, and then back off on the protein and fat. If you feel like, of course, if you're, you have the boost in energy and you eventually crash about 45 minutes later, you probably had too many carbohydrates with that meal. And you just need to back off, increase your, your protein, your fat, reduce the carbohydrates, and very likely going to feel a lot better. Um, um, beyond that, to be honest, I wrote that book a really long time ago, and I'd just be guessing right now. <clears throat> no, but that's great advice. And now let's mm-hmm. let's get into the mental piece of it, because I know that you've been moving personally, you know, from the kind of health stratosphere more into the mindset stratosphere. And first, I'd love to know what's been like kind of what's been the catalyst for you in that whole movement right now? Well, I mean, for, for me, I had spent so many years in the health space. I mean, I started my YouTube channel back in, I think it was late 2006 when YouTube had just first started. And I started my podcast, Underground Wellness Radio, in 2008. And at some point, it just became a lot less exciting to me. It just became something that I was no longer, like, I still liked it. But I didn't love it the way that I used to um, doing the big projects like, you know, going around the country and filming like our online summit events and, you know, doing the podcast. A lot of times the podcast, I felt like I felt two ways. Number one is I felt like I was reading a lot of the same stuff over and over again. I was reading the same concepts, just kind of kind of put into a new packaging every time, though. Also, I felt like um, w- People will come onto my podcast, and I, I felt like I was confusing people, really. People will come onto my podcast, and let's say you have a problem, some type of symptom, and 
one week somebody will come on the podcast and say, your symptom is caused by adrenal fatigue. And that will be the, the hormone expert. And then the next week, the vitamin D uh, expert will come on. They'll say, your symptom is caused by vitamin D deficiency. And the next week, your food sensitivities person might come on. Yours is called by, caused by food sensitivities. You should do an elimination diet. And the next week, it's the gluten expert who says, you shouldn't eat gluten anymore. And I felt like it was helpful for some people, but I also felt like it was incredibly confusing. And I felt like, you know what? I don't want to be part of this anymore. Not only is it just not doing it for me, but I'm just simply not interested and I don't really like the impact that it's having. I want to go do something new. And I, I know that from my experience as a health practitioner, because I did work one-on-one with, with clients for several years there, I did know that the clients who got the best results, the clients who really got what they wanted when they came to, or what they said they wanted when they first came to visit me or they scheduled a consultation with me, the ones who healed were the ones with the best attitudes. And they had a mindset about them. They had a enthusiasm about them. And they were just ready to do whatever needed to be done. And it just sounded like when we talked on the phone or we were on Skype, they always had a smile on their face. And... The ones who didn't, the ones who would send me emails every single day, big eight-paragraph emails, venting about this and venting about that, they kind of seem to be um, victims of their circumstances in their lives. And I feel like, I, very, I feel very strongly about this. I feel like one of the things that not only makes people sick, but keeps them sick is just their attitudes about life in their mindset. I mean, we can take something as simple as hating the job that you go to every day, which is a large percentage of the population. Like there was a time, I want to say between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m., where heart attacks and strokes spike. You know why? Because people just got off the weekend of their recovery weekend or their time to have fun, and now they're dreading the fact that they have to go to work, and now their, their physiology is doing all type of stress-related stuff, and they literally have a heart attack and die on Monday morning. Right? Or they have a stroke on a Monday morning. That's what's going on right now. We're doing things that we don't love. We're sacrificing our lives for 40, 50, 60 hours a week. And when you do that, that causes a stress response in your body. You're constantly living in stress. You're constantly cranking out stress hormones, uh, epinephrine, norepinephrine. You're cranking out cortisol, adrenaline, all that stuff. And what does that do to your body? It breaks your body down over time. And you really have no other choice but to be sick. And so I think that, you know, the fact that we're no longer pursuing, or for a lot of us, we're no longer pursuing the things that we really love to do, the fact that we've lost our creativity, the fact that we've lost our imagination, the fact that we care so much about what other people think of us, right, the fact that, that we'll allow other people to hold us down, I think that has a real, real tangible physiological effect on people, and we need to start to, to get our stuff together and realize that we're not victims of our circumstances. We, we're, we're the cause of our circumstances, and we can change those circumstances whenever we make the choice to do so. I always say that our greatest power is our power to choose. If you don't like your life and the circumstances that you're living in right now, you have the power to alter them. No, it's not going to happen tomorrow, but you have that choice to say, okay, I'm going to get myself on the road. I'm going to get myself on the journey to changing my life. And when you make that decision, you don't give a SHIT about what anybody thinks. You realize your life can really change and your health can really change. I love that. And I think that what you said about we do have this choice, but I think a lot of people don't realize that they actually do have a choice in any of it. They just feel stuck and victimized. So how would you advise people to take that first step? 
you know, what is that first step? You're miserable in your job. You're feeling sick. You, you think it's everybody else's fault. Where do you begin? I, I think it's really important to, to begin with understanding that the most, gosh, successful, creative people, the most inventive people, the people who have done amazing things with their lives are no different than, than you and me. They're no different than us. We're all the same. We all come into this, this world with the same mental faculties. Yes, we come into the world with maybe different talents and you know, predispositions for different talents, but it's up to us to start to develop them, to make that choice to do so. Because I think so often we see others as separate from ourselves, right? We, we think these people are special and that they were just put on earth to do incredible things and to create their lives the way that they want them to be and do all these great things. And I think that we see them as so different from ourselves. And I think just getting back to understanding that we're all the same really helps tremendously. Um, I also feel like, you know, it's, 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 it's important to start to surround yourself with people who support you. Um, I think, you know, one of those quotes that, I think it was Jim Rohn's quote, is that you become the average of the five people who you spend the most time with. And I think that we make the decision sometimes of hanging out with people who don't support us. We hang around with people who aren't really trying to improve their lives and do big things. I know when I'm around my friends, my, I have different sets of friends, but when I'm around my friends who are real, really go-getters, it makes me want to be a real go-getter. And so I think those are a couple of things that we can do is just have that understanding that we're no different than anybody else or the successful people out there and also having the understanding that the people we surround ourselves with, with is a huge influence in our lives and where our lives go. And not only people who support us, but people who really inspire us and push us. I think that's so, so important. Yeah, um, friends, who will tell, friends who will tell you the truth about things. Not friends who are going to criticize you all the time, but friends who are going to tell you the truth about the way things are, you know, who are going to give you good feedback, but who aren't going to like, you know, poop on you every time you come up with an idea. I think that that's, that's one of the things that I've been really thinking about a lot recently is the, this idea of creativity. You know, um, if you're a religious person, or you don't even have to be into religion, but you have to, and you believe that you are created by some type of, of God, like you're a child of God, and if God created you in his or her own image, that means that you are a creator. So if God is like the big creator, then you're like the little creator. And one of the things that we can do with that creativity is to create lives for ourselves, create the lives that we want. But of course creativity and imagination, they, they come together. And one thing that happened to us as children and also gets reinforced as adults is our imaginations have kind of been put into exile. Our imaginations aren't encouraged anymore. You might have been a six-year-old kid in second grade staring at the wind, out the window daydreaming about something, and your teacher says to you, stop all that daydreaming. What are you doing? Pay attention. Or you might have said to your, your mom or your dad, hey, mom, hey, dad, here's something cool that I really want to do when I grow up or something really cool that I want to do next week. And what's the response? Well, how are you going to do that? How do you expect to do that? And you're six, seven, eight years old, and you go, well, actually, I don't know how to do that, Well, which, mean I, which means I probably can't do it. And we do that as we grow up as well. We become adults, and we might have a dream. We might have some image that we want to create in our lives, but we go back to that thinking. We go back to, well, how am I going to do that? You know, most of the stuff that I, I set out to do, I have no idea how I'm going to do it. The most successful people in the world have no idea how they're going to create what, they're, what they want to create in their lives. They let it unfold. 
They, they create that image in their, their minds, they hold it with their will, and they do whatever needs to be done, including failures in, in order to get there. And I think we need to do more of that. We need to fail more. We need to fail forward. We need to create images. We need to create visions of what we want to do with our lives. But a lot of that requires us to be creative. So we have to get back to being creative, which is something that I, I haven't fully put together in terms of how to do that, but I'm studying it right now. It's pretty darn fascinating. It is so fascinating. And is this the, the traits you were just describing, are those the traits of the one percenter that you talk about in your book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the one percenter, it's, um, it's, a, it's an inflammatory term to a lot of people. You know, when we think one percenter, we think of these rich, elite people that are, you know, trying to steal all our money and they're doing all these bad things in the world. And that's how a lot of people see it. I don't see it that way. But I kind of I kind of flipped the word a little bit because there is a way that 1% of the population thinks that the other 99% don't think. Now let me give you a few of them. 1% of the population actually knows what they want to do with their lives, right? The other 99% don't know. They don't like that question. What do you want? I don't, I don't know what I want. I have no idea what I want. They can't make the commitment. They can't decide on what they want. If you don't know what you want, you're never going to get what you want because you don't know what you want, right? 1% mm-hmm. of the population actually takes full responsibility for their lives. 1% of the population has their clear, defined goals written down. I have my goals written down. I see them probably about 100 times every day because they're at my desk. Because when I wake up, there's a little uh, green book that sits right next to me, and I open it up, and I read my goals when I wake up in the morning. So my goals are always there, clear in my mind. A one percenter does their own thinking. A one percenter guards and protects their mind. They don't let a lot of BS get into their mind. They don't hang around with people who talk about conspiracy theories and negativity and all that stuff. They protect their mind. Um, They make decisions quickly and change them slowly if and when they they change them at all. Most people can't make decisions. Most people can't pick something off a menu at a restaurant without taking 20, <laughs> 25 minutes to do it, right? So we have to, to, to start to train ourselves. And this is what I break down in the one percenter's mind. We have to start to train ourselves and to understand ourselves, to get ourselves to be more like that 1%, because when you become part of that 1%, that's when you, you're not in full control of your life, because you're never in full control of your life, but you have a greater uh, cause. You become a greater cause of, in your life. Does that make sense? It makes total sense to me. I'd like to think that I'm, I'm close to being there. But do you think people are born that way or they become that way? I think everybody's born that way. But the problem is when we grow up, we get so much programming and we start to um, adopt so many beliefs about ourselves, mostly limiting beliefs, and we adopt a lot of these from um, the experiences that we have in the world, our interpretation of the experiences that we have, uh, what we heard from authorities in our lives as we were growing up, our parents, our babysitters, our teachers, our religious figures, the media, what was going on in movies. Um, I think all of that stuff that we got is covering up those one percenter traits that we had when we first got here. And so that's what I think life is really about. It's about picking off all that stuff that we've kind of just, I don't know, we, 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 we've just kind of taken on that's covering up the core of who we really are. We have these identities. You know, we're all about identifying with our identities. We all have our personalities. We all have our beliefs, our assumptions, our convictions, all of these things that we feel like we need in order to survive in the world. But 
that kind of just puts us into a state of survival all the time. That doesn't really put us into a state of satisfaction, of fulfillment, of feeling whole. And so when you, when you become aware of that, when you become aware of who you really are, that deep down underneath, you are a one percenter. You are whole. You are significant. You are a special person who can do anything in the world that you want. When you start picking away at all of that, ne- that negativity, you start to see what's underneath. You can't help but keep on picking away because you want to get down to who you really are. Yeah, I remember when I started, I used to be a tech entrepreneur in my old life. And when I moved into this arena, I'd hear my dad saying to me, don't get your hopes up, don't get your hopes up. (laughs) And I was like, whoa, like, shut up. Like, I don't want to hear that anymore. But I think the awareness of it just was so helpful. And then I was like, okay, that's just a thought doesn't mean anything. Goodbye, you're done. But I do think that so much of our own thoughts are holding us back. And I, we are going to go to break in a second. When we come back from break, we're going to talk more about how you can move towards being a one percenter and how you can get out of your own way. Stay tuned. A healthy dialogue for your lifestyle. Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you a busy, stressed, and hungry go-getter who knows what to do to get healthier but has trouble doing it? The problem with popular diets is that they were designed for other people, not you. Sure, they might work for the short term, but for the longer term results, you need a plan designed specifically for your unique body and lifestyle. How about the stress in your life? Do you ever stop and take a deep breath? Do you know what all this stress is doing to your health? Healthy living strategist and author of Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed, Lisa Lutan will get you on your way with coaching, online courses and challenges, and even retreats. You will learn tips and strategies to help you calm down, get healthy, and make you feel and look better than ever. For a limited time, Lisa Lutan is offering a free 15-minute breakthrough session to help you get started feeling better right away. Just visit HealthyHappyAndHip.com to get your free 15-minute breakthrough strategy session. That's HealthyHappyAndHip. Yes, you heard it right. HealthyHappyAndHip.com and enter your info in the contact page. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are listening to busy stressed and food obsessed to reach the program today please call 1-866-472-5792 again that's 1-866-472-5792 feel like sending an email instead send it to lisa at healthy happy and hip.com now back to busy stressed and food obsessed here again is lisa lutan 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm here with Sean Croxton, and we're talking about your mindset and how that's going to get you to where you go, want to go. So, Sean, we were talking about the one percenter, and I want to hear a little bit about your book and just what is it that led you there? I know that you took a little bit of time and you became a, uh, you took some time to read and study, and then you were going to write this little ebook and it kind of grew and grew. So, tell us a little bit about it. Uh, the, the process of transitioning, I'm not sure if that's a question, but the, it, the process of transitioning out of a space and going into another one is quite fascinating. It's, it's kind of bumpy, and there's a lot of things that happen uh, that you don't expect. And, you know, I, I kind of had the idea that I was going to transition out of the health space, and everybody who was interested in all my health stuff was going to be interested in personal development stuff, and I found out that that certainly was not the truth. And so um, I decided... Let's shut things down for a while, and let's really start to learn this topic. Because that's one thing that I did in the health space. I would literally just, just lie in bed for hours and hours and just read stuff and start to wonder, okay, how can I teach that? How can I apply that to myself? How can I help other people to understand that? And so I said, you know what? Let's take a few months off, and let's just read. Let's read everything we can get our hands on. Um, there's a book called, I think like the, the, the Book of Prosperity. It's a big, fat, 1,300-page book with all of the greatest writings by the greatest uh, prosperity authors out there. I read that. I read pretty much all the Bob Proctor's work. I listened to all the Bob Proctor programs and all that fun stuff. And, um, you know, got some really cool stuff that I decided to put into the One Percenters Mind. Like, the One Percenters Mind was only supposed to be like a 10 to 15 page book. Um, but it just grew and it grew and it grew. And there was just more things that I would learn. I was like, people need to know about this. And so um, it came together really well. I've gotten some some great feedback about the book and people say it's really well written and I should be selling it to people, but I just like the fact that it's up there for free and it can help anybody. And I loved it. I have to tell you, I really, I was like just saying, sharing pieces with people, emailing them pieces. I loved <laughs> a lot of it. So keep going. Thank you. And um, yeah, so, so I put that thing together and now it's about you know, really getting the content out there. And one decision that I just made, I really haven't told anybody about this, is that I'm shutting down my podcast. And so getting rid of the sessions, not going to be doing any more interviews anymore. And we're getting rid of the quote of the day show, which I'm kind of sad about. But, you know, I have the goal, as you talked about earlier, of helping 1 million people find those hidden powers that are lying dormant within, you know, that, that core of really who we are. And, you know, I want to have the biggest impact that I can have if I want to re reach 1 million people. And I just said, hey, you know, a podcast probably isn't it, you know, looking at the stats and all that stuff. And so one thing that I'm going to do is go back to the old school. You know, I came into this whole internet game uh, on YouTube. I have a talent of taking really complicated matters and making them really simple for people to understand. And uh, I want to do that in this space. And so, you know, right now I'm just kind of hanging out at home, reading a ton, watching lots of programs and stuff, and really developing a philosophy and, and developing content that I'll be creating on YouTube really soon. And I, I really think it's going to be a big deal. I'm pretty excited about it. Oh my God, that is so exciting. So are you going to be interviewing people on YouTube? Or are you going to be talking and just sharing on YouTube? Tell us a little bit more. I got myself um, a whiteboard and a pen and a camera, and I'm just going to teach 
just like people were in class. I don't want to do interviews anymore. Like, if I read something that's really awesome, um, I might do another podcast and just be like, hey, you want to come on a podcast? I just really want to talk to you about something. Um, but, but that's really it. I have no interest in doing a weekly podcast anymore. I do still love interviewing, but I think we're going to save all the interviews for the big online events. And so I have a couple ideas for online summits I want to do where we travel around and interview people on camera. So I think we're just going to keep most of the interviews reserved just for that. So I just, I just want to teach. I just, that's all I want to do is just, just film stuff and get it out there and create programs for people and just, and just help and get closer to that goal of 1 million. I love you're such a good example. You know what you want to do and you're going to go do it. Wow, and that's, I, that I also, alone is such also, a great example. Well, thank you. I also, I also think it's an example of when you set a goal, and Tony Robbins talked about this in my quote of the day show a few weeks ago. When you set a goal, one thing that's really important is to look at the feedback. And from looking at the feedback of the statistics of the interview show and looking at the statistics of the quote of the day show and looking at the open rates and all that stuff is to say, okay, is this going to get me to where I want to go or do I have to change my approach? And I think a lot of times we set goals and we try one way or we might try two ways and then we go, oh my God, it didn't work. I guess it just wasn't meant to be and we move on with our lives. Um, I think that's not really a good way to operate. I think we've got to keep changing our approach and changing and changing. There's a million ways to do something. Keep changing and changing until you figure out what that right thing is. And, you know, one of those hidden powers that's lying dormant within so many people is intuition. And I tell you every day, you know, when I wake up, my intuition keeps saying to me, and also in my meditations as well, I meditate twice a day, it keeps saying, stop doing podcasts and start doing video. That is your gift. You have a gift to interview people. People say I'm one of the best interviewers they've ever heard, but I also feel like my gift for teaching people exceeds my gift for interviewing people. And it's time to be less of you know, the connector who features other experts and helps them get their messages out to being the expert myself and really focusing on getting my message out to people. Wow. I love your clarity, honestly. And so you touched on this before that so many people don't even know what they want to do. And how would you advise people to figure that out? I mean, is that really just really getting honest with yourself or, you know, some people, the They've done one career, they're at a different point in life, they want to do something different. And I see this quite a bit with my clients and a lot of people in my age group. You know, they're just saying, well, what what do I really want to do right now? And how do you guide someone to figure that out? And can you? Well, there's an exercise in the one percenter's mind that helps with that tremendously. And that just requires them to write down all the things that they want to put, put all that shame aside and just write all the stuff down to uh, prioritize it, um, to put it all in order, and then you have your A1 goal. But, but, but we'll save that for the book. I think that people can get that at SeanCroxton.com. I think it's, it's to ask yourself the question, what lights you up and what would you do for free? And I think the answers to, that, those, answers to those questions are really going to help people get, to get clear on what they want to do with their life. Like what I'm doing right now, I would do completely for free. But I found a way to turn into a business. You see, the thing is, is that I think all of us have something that we know that we love to do. There's something that we love to talk to people about. There's something that turns us into an introvert or an extrovert whenever we talk about it. Like there's some things that make us introverts and we don't want to speak up, but there's some things that we just can't talk enough about 
I think it's time to start to recognize those things and also to get to the point where you don't feel silly for wanting to do that for a living. I think a lot of people say to themselves, well, you know, I want to do this. I want to teach people how to sew or I want to do, um, I want to be a model or whatever it may be, some crazy thing that they've always wanted to do. But that's the thing. They think it's crazy. They think it's silly. They think people are going to make fun of them. They think that people are going to think that it's so unconventional and unorthodox and it's never going to happen. We live in a time right now where people are literally making seven figures or at least minimum six figures, like teaching people how to do random stuff on the Internet. You know, it's really important for us to do two things. It's to, to, to find someone to serve and to find something to sell them. And there, there are pains out there. And that's the whole, when you have a business, I always say with a business, you have, you do one of two things, or you can do both. You have to resolve a pain or you provide a pleasure. And a lot of times you're providing a pleasure through resolving the pain for people. But we have to decide, like, what is that pain that we want to help people with? What is that pain that we're really good at solving? What is that thing that people come to you and say, hey, can you give me some advice on something? You know, somebody might be good, I don't know, changing the oil in their car. Somebody else might, somebody else might have another gift to, to serve people another way. I think it's important for us to, to get outside of our heads and stop making it so much about us, but start making it about how we can serve others. And when you do that, I think you start to get some clarity. What can you give? If you want to get anything in life, you've got to give something. But with the giving part isn't all about giving something back. You just start to, you're just giving because that's who you are, right? And so what can you give to people and what would you love to give to those people? And when you start to consider that, you start to consider what lights you up. You start to consider what, what you would do for free. I think there's a little bit of clarity. There's a light bulb. But then comes the next step, which is all about getting the courage to do it. Absolutely. I remember the day I said to my husband, I think I'm going to go to nutrition school. I heard this little voice in my head and he said, are you effing out of your mind? <laughs> and I said, I don't know where it's coming from, but I'm doing it. And he's like, what? And I did. And it was just like, it was so meant to be. And one thing turned into the next, into the next, into the next. So I, I hear you loud and clear. But so Sean, what pain are you, specific pain, are you trying to help people with? I'm trying to help people move past their fears. I'm trying to help people get clear on what they want to do with their lives and actually go out there and do it. I think that's, that's what I'm solving, to, to get past that fear, to get past that doubt, to get past that indecision. I think that, that's, my, that's my part of my goal. You know, I think that's one of the ways to get people to find out about those hidden powers that are lying dormant within is to get them to actually step into the uncertainty you know, to kind of step into the unknown and just get to that point where, you know, things are a little risky. And I think that those are the times where we really find out about ourselves and who we are. You know, I always like to tell people it's not about achieving the goal. It's about finding out who you were on the way to that goal. You know, I've set all kind of goals for myself, you know, whether, whether it be writing books or launching all events or getting a specific, like, car or buying a house. But, you know, those tangible objects, you know, don't really mean as much to me as to what I learned about myself along the way. And so I think that's uh, the pain that I'm trying to solve is to get people past that fear and that doubt and actually get them onto that road of finding out who they are. So pushing people a little bit out of their comfort zones, it sounds like. That's how, that's how we grow. That's what life is all about. Unfortunately, we have this, this addiction to certainty. 
And it's not really our fault. It's actually our brain's fault. I was reading uh, Buddha's Brain by uh, Rick Hansen last night. And that's just one of the ways that the brain operates. And I think it's just uh, knowing that the brain and the mind are all about survival and actually being aware of how much that limits us and limits our potential. You know, I said earlier, you know, how we're kind of wired for survival, but survival is just survival. Survival has really nothing to do with feeling that, that sense of, of significance, you know, feeling that sense of fulfillment, that, that sense of wholeness in our lives. And I think just knowing that, to know that the mind is just there and the brain are just there to preserve our identities, you know, to keep us from becoming something else, you know, which would, which would require uncertainty. So we, we, we have to say, you know what? You know, F you brain, F you mind, I got to step outside of this box and find out who I am. If not, then I'm going to probably be laying on my deathbed one day going, gosh, I wonder, I wonder who I could have been. And that's one thing that I refuse to do is to, to get to the end of my life and say, hey, you know, I wonder what, what would have happened if. I wonder what that, that's, that's not the way I want to go. And I, I hope that from consuming my content or reading a book or following my blog or listening to my podcast that I can at least spark one person to, to you know, get to the end of their lives and say, you know what, that was pretty freaking awesome. I think you're going to inspire a lot more than one person. I think you're going to inspire a ton of people. And I'm super excited for you and your new venture. And I'm really inspired in just the way that you're trusting your intuition on this journey. You know, and and I think that's one thing people don't realize is you don't have to stay in the same place. You can evolve. And, you know, if some people want to follow you, that's great. But you need to evolve to where you are. And then the right people are going to find you along the way. So, yeah, I hope. I'm sorry, we just have a few minutes. I want to make sure you tell people where they can find your book. Oh, you can find it at SeanCroxton.com. It's right there on the header. Um, get it there. You can also go to the OnePercentersMind.com and, and get it there. It's free, totally free. It just requires your email address, and uh, that's it. You can get the book and unsubscribe if you want to, but I just want to make sure you get the book. And get the book, everyone, because it's really, really good. I mean, honestly, I was just loving it, so... <laughs> Honestly, so our in our last couple of minutes, are there any tips that you'd like to give our listeners just like how to, you know, we're asking them to have a lot of courage, really, to step out of their comfort zone, to challenge their fears, to challenge their belief system that they've been with for most of their life. So what are some inspirational words we can leave them with? You know, I'm, I'm going to give you just a, just a little bit of advice. And I know I'm, I'm stopping this podcast this week, but there's about 70-something episodes uh, uh, total. Start listening to the Quote of the Day show. You know, get some, get some morning motivation. Start at episode number one and just start to learn. There's like, we pl- I play these maybe ten, five to ten minute clips from different motivational speakers. And people love them. You know, they say that they, they just, they, they give people insights that they would have never thought about before. You learn something really cool about yourself. And really, it's, it's 15 minutes or less. And so I think that'll be the biggest thing. Like back in the day, I'd be like, read such and such book or read that book. But you know what? That takes a long time and most people don't want to do it. Listen to the quote of the day for 70 days straight. And I think it's really going to change your life and get you moving forward. Great advice. Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been such a pleasure. I feel like I could keep talking to you for like five more hours. But um, (laughs) I I really, really, really appreciate your time and your wisdom today. Thank you very much. So thank you, listeners. 
Sorry, I have a little lump in my throat today. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, visit my website, www.healthyhappyandhip. Stop by, say hello, leave me a note. I'd love to hear from you, and I hope you have a great day. Take care. you've enjoyed today's episode on busy stressed and food obsessed did you get some great ideas from today's show join lisa lutan again next thursday at 9 a.m pacific time and 12 noon eastern time on the voice america health and wellness channel have a great week Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.